Tatar comes over the line, got steamrolled by Pugliarvi. Here's McDavid the other way. He'll split the D. He'll score! Connor McDavid! What a rush! And the Oilers are up 2-1! to one. Well, you can add another segment to Connor McDavid's highlight reel. That turns out to be the game winner tonight as the Edmonton Oilers score four goals in 7.33 in the last half of the third period and take down the Montreal Canadiens 4-1. An entertaining, physical, intense game tonight at Rogers Place. It was scoreless after the first. Stahl put the Canadiens ahead in the second period and then Edmonton really started coming on with about six minutes left in the second period. They were actually shorthanded. They did a very good job on the kill. They had the way better scoring opportunities while they were shorthanded. They kept the pressure on, and eventually it pays off with a big third period. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 9.54 inside Rogers Place along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Bear ties it up. First goal since last February 6th when we didn't say pandemic 18 times a day. <laughs> McDavid scores with 4.49 to go. Pugliarvi on a breakaway with 2.23 left. Shore seals it with an empty netter. But I, I really do think that, Rob, the last 26 minutes of this game, the Edmonton Oilers were the vastly superior team. They were. They they started to push, and the, the Montreal Canadiens couldn't handle it. Uh, the, the one thing that the Canadiens have strength at is they are fairly solid up front where they don't have a, a first line, but they seem to have all four four lines that are pretty consistent in their back end. They got six defensemen they like to roll, yet having that in their lineup, they weren't able to survive the push by the Oilers. They weren't able to create anything, and it was just, in all honesty, it was just a matter of time. Jake Allen uh, was, I thought, spectacular at times, but eventually something was going to have to leak through. The Oilers were getting grade-A scoring chances after grade-A scoring chance, uh, the, you were thinking, okay, seriously, I can't believe he's got that one. Did that one cross the line? You, you, the one time Archibald was looking up trying to see, okay, let's look at that on a replay because I think that actually snuck in. Uh, but the Oilers' pressure was too much. And the, the thing that you like about it, if you're an Oilers fan, is it wasn't Connor and Leon on a line together that was creating everything, that was keeping the push going. Uh, Dave Tippett was rolling lines. He was mixing up lines. With the loss of Kara early in the hockey game, uh, you saw just about everybody play with everybody. And they didn't matter who they threw on the ice. They got pressure. They got forecheck. They, got the, they kept the play going in the right direction. And they didn't allow the Montreal Canadiens to extend. They didn't let the Canadians get a, a great chance to to push the puck or to push the score one more ahead and put, make that hill so much higher, harder for the Oilers. So uh, it was to me the first 34 minutes was fairly evenly played. I thought both teams had their moments. I thought it was a great playoff type hockey game, but in the last, as you said, 26 minutes, this was Edmonton at its best, and the and the Montreal Canadiens weren't able to handle it. Well, and, and you look at this game and. I think to myself, every Oiler did something positive at some mm -hmm. point. Of course, it wasn't a perfect game. Nope. Of course, there were mistakes. And, and Montreal's played a heck of a game out there, too, and being really physical and applying as much pressure as possible. But the players who, you know, wind up, might wind up with very little on their stat line, you can still look at and say, you know what, he made a hit. He, he, he dumped a puck. He, he made a nuisance of himself in front of the net. And that's in a situation where... You got Kara knocked out of the lineup halfway through the first period. You're down a guy there. Well, this is back-to-back -back games where if you're the coaching staff, you're going you're to look and say, okay, is there anything that we want or any player that we're thinking, you know, questioning about? Do we change anything? And you're like, no, I, I, there's nobody that we could say that was in the lineup tonight that didn't do what we expected or hoped from them. Um, the, the role players understood the role. This was the most physical game that we've seen the Oilers play. And in all honesty, the, the hit... The against Kara actually sparked the Oilers. They they became much more physical after that, and it was led by Connor. It was led by Leon, and this was by far the best game that we've seen Cassian play uh, in a calendar year. Uh, he was what he needs to be to be effective. He was physical. He 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 straddled the line between going over it or not, but stayed on the right side. But was making a difference every shift he was out there, and the role players 
aren't going to get credit for the win because you're going to be talking about Pugliarvi, you're going to be talking about Connor, you're going to be talking about Mike Smith and Nett. But this was a game that the role players did exactly what they needed to do to get them two points. Now, having said that, we do have to talk about McDavid's goal because <laughs> yep. it's another epic goal from his own blue line between arguably the best pairing mm-hmm. in the NH, certainly the best pairing two guys together. No disrespect, I guess, Nurse and Barry here in Edmonton, but in terms of shutting down, Nurse uh, goes right through Petrie and Edmonton and beats Allen. Well, there's three three elements of Connor McDavid that you saw there, and, and it still surprises players. A, it's his speed. And he goes from, you know, Mach 5 to Mach 10 in, in, in two steps. So as a defenseman, it's something that you don't see very often, a player coming at you that fast. Number two is his strength. He goes through the middle, and he's got one guy kind of pushing him from one side. He's got Petrie giving him a hook and trying to hook him from the other side, but he's too strong. Connor McDavid's strength is a huge attribute that I don't think gets enough credit for. And the third one is his patience. He came in, he's now used his speed to get by him. He's used his strength to create a, a bit of separation, and now he just doesn't fire it. He waits and waits Allen out and goes around him. Like he, he, Allen was there. He's like, okay, I got him. He's going to shoot. I've taken the angle away. And McDavid takes that extra step. So now the puck and the stick are actually at an angle that allows him to put the puck cleanly past Allen. So speed, strength, and patience. Connor McDavid showed on that goal. And he, you know when Connor scores a goal that he thinks is special? Because his smile is bigger. There's a lot of time when Connor scores a goal and he's got that stern, mean look on his face like, yeah, I was supposed to do that, so I did it. But on that one there, you saw the big smile afterwards. It's like, okay, yeah, that one was a little bit better than some of the other ones. And uh, you love when he's playing like that. He he took this game over and he was absolutely dominant in the final 26 minutes. So the Oilers win it 4-1. James H. Brown and Associates, serious injury lawyers, will be making a $400 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. That's because they're giving $100 for every goal scored this season. The total for the year now up to $14,100. Okay, into the Zoom room for Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Edmonton head coach Dave Tippett tonight but what did you like the most about what they showed in in winning that game i like that we got better as the game went on because we weren't very good early (laughs) we got a lot better third period was strong period for us we uh, kept the pressure on them and uh, capitalized on some chances but early in the game we uh, were just weren't real crisp with the puck needed to get our feet going a little better but uh, but we got better as it went on and we found a way to win Seemed like they wanted to, to play the game in a physical style. And you know, do you feel your team answered that that well, that you sort of met that challenge and as a group um, maybe galvanized a bit that way? Well, you're playing these games down the stretch. It's, it's like, especially against teams that are, you know, trying to elevate their game and, and earn playoff spots, you're you're going to play competitive, competitive games. These are like playoff games. And uh, Montreal is a team that they're, they're uh, pushing to stay, uh, keep the teams behind them, uh, behind them, and they're pushing to catch the ones in front of them. So you knew they were going to play hard. They came out of a game they didn't like in, in Ottawa. They were going to play hard. So it, uh, if you don't raise your level, you're going to be behind. And I thought we were behind early, but we got better as the game went on. So I liked our pushback. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Dave, you mentioned a while back you wanted your team to reduce the chances five on five. You capitalized on a lot, especially in the third and missed some in the second. But for the second straight game, you didn't really give up a bunch, even though you maybe weren't as crisp as you wanted to be. Is, is that what you saw, especially in the second and third? Did you like how your team didn't start to cheat to try to create offense? Yeah, second and third, we were a lot better. We just uh, we just turned over some pucks and, and lost some one-on-one battles in the first. They gave them some chances, but uh, like we talked about it. We, we, we got better as the game went on, and a lot of it was uh, how hard we competed on pucks, competed on loose pucks, and... and uh, you know, we did a pretty good job in front of our net, and... and uh, it's a tight game, tight kind of playoff-style game that I like the, the way we stayed with it and got the win. You switched up your D pairs in the third pairs that you kind of started the regular season with when you go back. I know it's a long time ago. Um, Ethan Bear's game has really elevated yeah. lately. Um, 
Would you like to see him and Nurse more, or do you just like the versatility of uh, swapping him and Bear? Well, we'll just see how it goes game to game and matchups, and it's just there's certain things. Bears, he's a really good defender, hard, strong defender, and uh, there's just certain situations where he's... Uh, you know, we've used him in, instead of Barry there. Barry's a, uh, you know, he's a real strong offensive player, so we use him in some of those situations. So it gives our it gives our defense flexibility, it gives Jim flexibility in, in how he's going to run our D and, and um, you know, certain matchups or certain things you're looking for from each player. Daniel Nigerbowman, The Athletic. Hi, Dave. Um, on, on McDavid's goal, you know, what were you thinking on the bench as you saw him go go attempt to take on those two defenders, and was there any surprise by the end result? Oh, well, you're not surprised. I mean, it's he's, it's not as if it's the first time he's ever done that. So it's uh, when he goes up the ice with the puck with a head of steam, he can be a dangerous player, and that's that's exactly what happens. So he uh, he was real competitive tonight. You know, with with losing JJ in the game, I used him and Drysaddle again a lot, and they uh, they both answered the bell. And you, you kind of let, led me into my next question. Do you have any update on, on Karen and his, his condition? No, he's, uh, he's, I think he's going to get evaluated tomorrow again, but uh, I anticipate he's going to miss a little time. Terry Jones, Post Media. Uh, Dave, can you uh, explain, a month and a half ago, we were talking about how this team struggled uh, you know, at home, and all of a sudden you got an eight-game winning streak, and... Uh, and that was pretty impressive uh, will-to-win type performance that we saw tonight. Well, first of all, we haven't played at home much, so it's hard to remember that. We, it seems like we've been uh, haven't been home for very long, but we managed to uh, managed to collect some points at home here, which is good. But it's uh, the games are you know without the fans, it's there's a generic element to it that. Uh, even though you you know your dressing room and everything is you know. You know, every you know, you're more comfortable at home, but sometimes that's not the best thing. So it's, uh, but without the fans, it takes a lot of the advantage you'd have at home away. So we want to win whether we're home or the road, and we've had some success at home here the last time, the last little while. And can you speak to that will to win, the, the physicality involved in that game, um, contribution all the way down the lineup? Uh, uh, that sort of thing. It, it seemed to be a, uh, almost like they were making a statement to each other. I think that they've they've really dug in. You know, that last week, you know, we had a couple of good practices and talked about where we are as a team, where we want to go. And I give the players a ton of credit. They've recognized that we want to play as well as we can down the stretch. And, and games are going to be hard. It's going to be it's going to be hard to win. And if we uh, expect to improve as a team, we're gonna we're gonna have to embrace that. And. Um, you know, there's going to be ups and downs here and there, and you know, sometimes ups and downs within a game. But uh, I love the way our guys stuck with it tonight. We were, you know, we weren't as good as we wanted to be early, and we got better as the game went on. In the third period, we, you know, we really had a lot of chances to get ourselves back in the game. So it was, uh, you know, you like you like when your team when your team plays that hard and and has that will to win. It. Uh, it shows that there's improvement in the group, and you keep uh, you keep building on that. Jason Gregor, TSN 1260. Dave, your power play had some uh, opportunities tonight. Uh, Montreal seemed to be maybe kind of cheating high with McDavid and Drysaddle on the flanks. Uh, Do you notice that? Is that something that uh, you know you'll expect to maybe uh, try to pressure more? On the on the lower part of the box. Well, we'll yeah, we'll have a look at it today. We had a couple good looks there, but then uh, you know probably not as much as as we'd like. So we'll have a look at it and see where it goes on Wednesday. But it's uh, you're looking at different options and trying to find the right right uh, fit there. And uh, but they're uh, they do a pretty good job in front of their net. So I'd like to see us maybe get a few more pucks towards there. And can you quickly talk about Devin Shore, a guy, you know, a, a late signing for your team and, you know, started out as an extra and then it just kind of worked his way in and see, he's become a very versatile player for you and can go from wing to center in the game and, and be rather seamless and 
know, he seems to like to have three goals against them this year, but just talk about kind of his growth and you're, you're getting to know his game more as the season goes along. Well, he's one of those guys in our lineup, you know, as a coach, you look at, you got some glue guys where you can kind of stick them around wherever and, and you know they're going to do the job. He's a good pro. He's an intelligent player. He's got decent size. He, you know, his work ethic is real strong. He, he, uh, he understands the game and situations in the game. And uh, that, that, that leads to one of his strengths of the versatility. We've used him at center and wing. He's uh, been a good penalty killer for us. So he just touches a, touches a lot of parts of the game that, that you can trust him because he's, uh, he does a lot of things right. Thank you. If there are no more questions, this concludes tonight's meeting. All right, that is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett after they score a 4-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens. He did say Jujar Kara he expects to miss a little time after leaving the game about halfway through the first period while well, the game was about eight minutes old. Got hit, was not actually hit in the head, but was clearly jostled on the play and then had trouble remaining upright after the hit had to be helped off the ice by Ethan Bear and one of the linesmen. So tough break there for Jujar Kara. So the Oilers went the rest of the way with 11 forwards. Tibbet was asked about Devin Shore, who gets an empty netter tonight, second empty net goal of the season. I, I mean, he's up to five goals. This is the Oilers' 44th game of the season. So if you're talking about an 82-game season, you'd say, well, he's got a shot at 10, which for a fourth liner... Isn't bad support. And how many games has he played, though? Because he's not... He, he hasn't played every game. No. He, he was... Uh, this was his 30th game tonight. So he's on pace for about 12 or 13 goals as a fourth-line guy. Uh, well, we talked about it before Tippett did, is he's a guy that coaches fall in love with because they know what they're getting every shift. I mean, there there's other guys on the team that have probably a higher ceiling but it's some nights are feast or famine. It's like, oh, he's having, he had a good game tonight. I hope we get that out of him again next game. It's like, oh, okay, that wasn't as good. We expect more from him. There's certain players that every game you get the same. Archibald's the same. Every every single time he plays, you get the exact same. It's almost like it's he's got this repeat button that he puts in his stall, and he says, all right, repeat, here we go again. And uh, they both Archibald and Shore are guys that can move up and down the lineup, and Dave Tippett likes that. He's a guy that's not afraid to mix things up. If someone's not going, all right, we're going to put someone else there. Neither is uh, what you would call a proven goal scorer, but both are smart enough to put themselves in the right position and have good enough hands that if they've given an opportunity, they're capable of putting the puck in the net. And that's always good on a on a fourth-line guy is, is a guy that you can move up and down because now you find ice time for them because now you get, there's a little competition. Okay, so-and-so is not going today. Let's move him up or down. But uh, Shore has proved to be a valuable part of this team. He, he gets he penalty kills. He, he moves up and down the lineup. He's a guy that if there's a face-off late in the game, you want him on the ice because he's going to make the right decisions. Those are the kind of guys that coaches have tons and tons of trust in and seem to find themselves out on the ice in important situations. Devin Shore is tonight's fourth star of the game for Mr. Mike's Steakhouse Casual. Order your game day meal for takeout or delivery. Check out the menu at mrmikes.ca. The three stars tonight I don't think will surprise anybody. Ethan Bear, the third star, scores his first goal in about 14 months. Pugliarvi, a goal and an assist is the second star. And McDavid, a brilliant goal, three points is the first star of the game. The Oilers win at 4-1. Okay, you can get us on the CertainTeed hotline, 780-496-0063. CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. That's also the number if you want to type out a text. We'll get to some of your calls. You'll hear from Connor McDavid. Straight ahead, Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Archibald, puck comes from it's McDavid. He's got Pugliarvi up the middle. He gives it to Pugliarvi. He's got a break. Pugliarvi, the shot, scores! Yes, the Pugliarvi pulls the trigger, and the Oilers are up 3-1. And they go on to win 4-1 over the Montreal Canadiens. Pugliarvi now with 11 goals on the season. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village goal light on 630Ched.com. That is presented by Japanese Village Restaurants, now offering takeout. Complete details at jvedmonton.ca. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. These two teams are going to go at it again on Wednesday. That'll be an 8 o'clock start. Uh, Wes wants to know what's happening with Alex Stalock. Any chance of him playing soon? Well, he's the third goalie. Any chance of him playing soon? No. I, I doubt it. Makes no sense for him to play, so no. 
I don't. He, I, he won't play a game this season unless both Oilers goalies are hurt. Another texter says, uh, hey, guys, early in Kara's last shift, he went to finish a big check. He missed his guy, and it looked like he hit his head on the glass pretty hard. That might have been what did it, and then the hit finished the job. I didn't see that. Maybe, I mean, maybe. We don't know. And uh, Tony, the pizza boy, says, regarding Devin Shore, I really like him. He's a smart player. Probably a silly idea, but I'm curious how much his play could be elevated by McDavid. Do you think getting him in on a couple of rotations with him would work out? Who, Shore? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, we just talked about it, you and I a little while ago that Shore is a guy that can move up and down the lineup. I talked with Bob at the end of the game that the possibility of Shore going up and playing with Leon Dreisaitl. Um, he's earned the right. He's, he's played well. He's a, he plays there when the, the games are close and you want to feel safe. Uh, he probably has earned the right to play a little bit more and maybe get a shot with, uh, with Leon at some point. Mike Smith is now 16-4-2 with a 9.23 save percentage. <laughs> And again, every time we see him play, it's not as though it's smoke and mirrors. He just looks confident. It looks like he can't be beat. Uh, he's playing that well. I mean, the, the goal tonight was uh, a deflection off a of foot. It's the only thing that beat him. Uh, it, it, there's been uh, times this season, you're like, okay, he's, I mean, he's playing above himself. Eventually, you know, it's going to slow down, and you're going to see Mike Smith just being being good but not being uh, as amazing as he's been. But as, as time has gone on, he's just looked better and better and more comfortable and more confident. Now it's like the expectation is for him to be perfect each and every game and, and again what he brings as a goaltender that gets out and stops the dump ins that passes the puck up tonight he sent he sent Connor and, and Pugliarvi in on a 2 on 0 I mean there's no other goalie in the National Hockey League that's doing that so yeah he's been all world for the Edmonton Oilers and an, as, as important as Connor has been and as important as Leon has been Mike Smith has been equally if not as more important because the, hit, the turnaround for the Oilers came when Mike Smith started playing. Our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. We'll go to the Certainty Hotline here quickly, and then we're going to bring you the Connor McDavid post game. We have Robert standing by. Hey, Robert, go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Well, I mean, you know, like I, I want to start with, uh, I want to start with talking about like uh, like the way the uh, like the way the game seemed to change. Like in the like, I think that as a, I think the game changed. Like you guys were saying, like with about six minutes to go, roughly in the second period. But it just seemed like after that, it just seemed to, it just seemed like the Oilers they got the they got the ball rolling downhill, the and that snowball effect, and it just got bigger, and it and it, it was almost like Montreal had 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 like no answer at all i don't know i don't know what you guys think about that and then i guess uh and then i guess like i wonder i wonder who's who comes in at forward now with uh Kara being out for a while that's that's one question i have and then i'll go with uh then i have uh, w one final point here yeah that quick, i'll make quick robert because we got to get to big david here yeah okay yeah i just think the uh i don't know i think that I think the power play was still good despite going uh, zero for four, but, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay, thanks. Uh, well, if Nuge is healthy, he'll play Wednesday. Yeah. If, I, if I'm the team, I hold Nuge out, give him the extra five days off. I mean, we just saw a guy yeah. that was concussed get concussed again. Bring Ennis in. Bring, you can put Ennis in. Do you give Tourists another opportunity? I mean... I bring Ennis in. Probably. Uh, but the problem is Ennis isn't a center, and then you got to move someone into center. Possibly Shore, I don't know. That's the difference. All right. Oilers beat Montreal 4-1. Brilliant game winner scored by this guy, your captain, Connor McDavid. Connor, it looked like uh, Montreal was, uh, I mean, him and you guys in, frustrating you a little bit in the first 40 <coughs> minutes. Uh, what happened in the third where you guys broke up? Uh, I'm not sure they were hemming us in. I thought, uh, you know, it was kind of going back and forth a little bit, a lot of, lot of stuff in the middle. Um, I thought they got the jump on us kind of in the first 10. I thought we did a good job responding physically. I thought we got our hands back uh, as the night went on and, you know, started to make some passes, and, and that's better game up. So, you know, that, that's a team that's had our number for whatever reason this year, and, you know, it's a big win for our group.
This is the, the kind of balance that you like to talk about or like to see in your team that you're able when it's one nothing to hang around and keep it tight. Don't give up the next one. Don't panic. And then when you uh, so happens, you can explode for four goals in the third period. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, when you're down one, you can't let it get to two and and you kind of hang around. And, and I thought we did a good job. Um, you know, we weren't generating a ton in the first 40, but, you know, I thought we did a good job of uh, limiting their chances. I thought Smitty did his normal stuff tonight. I mean, he, he was great again. So, um, you know, when you get goaltending like that and, you know, he kind of lets you lets you get your feet going and, and get your battle level up and, and get everything going. Um, and I thought, uh, you know, we came out in the third and did a good job of uh, doing what we had to do. <clears throat> Daniel, in your moment, the athletic. Hey, Connor, uh, what did you see there that uh, on your goal that uh, that kind of gave you the, the willingness to take on two defenders like that? <clears throat> I mean, I'm never really afraid to take on two defenders. Uh, can get me into trouble sometimes, but, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a loose puck there, maybe a bit of a turnover. Jesse did a great job back-checking and kind of separating the guy from the puck, and it kind of popped free, and, <clears throat> you know, I was able to... Uh, to get it in, in good stride and you know the D were kind of scrambling back so just tried to make a play. And who was happier about the goal you or, or Jesse Pugliarvi? <laughs> I was pretty happy but uh, Big Jess is always happy to uh, you know when, when when we score um, you know it always uh, makes it fun for uh, for everyone around him when uh, when when the puck finds a way in the net he, he, he does a good job of making it fun. <clears throat> Terry Jones post media. Go ahead, Terry. Connor, can you hear me okay? Gotcha. All right. Uh, it seemed like it was really physical in the early going, in the first in particular, and you were trying to dish some of that back out. You had a pretty physical period yourself. Um, how do you think you and your group responded when Montreal seemed to, to want to bring that game? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they're a big, big team. Um, you know, and they want to they play that type of way. Um, we're not afraid to play that type of way. If you want to play physical, we can play physical. Um, you know, I thought Cass did a great job of setting the tone as well. Um, you know, being physical, being a big man, and and uh, and and you know, doing what he what he does best. So, you know, I just tried to uh, to follow in his uh, in his steps and and uh, and and be physical as well. I think, you know, anytime uh, you know a group uh, can get that into their game, I, I think. Uh, you know, the, the guys come together and, and uh, you know, put together a win. <clears throat> you mentioned yourself that these guys had, had played you pretty tough for whatever reason this year. Uh, did generating some five-on-five -five offense against these guys, was that important tonight? And, and how do you think you were able to, to do that? Well, I, I think it's just completely work-based against this team. They do a great job of clogging it up through the middle. They got big, big rangy D-men that break the puck out well. They're hard to forecheck. Um <clears throat> you know, so it's tough to kind of sustain stuff. It's just got to be work-based. we got to outwork them. Um, you know, you look at the teams that have had some success against them, and, you know, that seems to be their recipe. So, um, and for whatever, whatever reason, they've played, uh, they've played with a lead for uh, a lot of the time. So trying to get these guys behind and, and, uh, and, and play with the lead ourselves. <clears throat> Jerry Jones, go good. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. Hello. Gotcha. Sorry. You got me now? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Katie, Connor, can you just speak to the uh, uh, the will to win, uh, the, the f physical uh, part of that game, uh, playoff uh, part of that game, and the contribution by virtually, well, I think it was everybody. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're coming down the stretch here and, and you know, there's some teams that are, are making it uh, making it tight. I think uh, I think Calgary might have lost tonight, but they strung together a couple. You know, you look at Vancouver, what they did last night coming out of their break, you never know what, what, what they could do. So, you know, it's, it's, it's tightening up. I think, uh, you know, teams are starting to feel a little bit of the pressure. Um, you know, and these games are, are showing that... Uh, that playoff uh, mentality and I like the way everyone stuck with it hung around and and uh, you know we got contributions from uh, from everyone up and down the lineup <clears throat> the other thing is that a month ago or more than that I guess uh, you know we were observing uh, 
you know, the uh, the home record of this team wasn't was outstanding this year. Now you've won eight straight. Did something happen in there? Or? <coughs> How do you that? Well, I think you, you you have to defend home ice. I know there's no fans in the building, and obviously that makes a difference. But um, you know the advantage still should be uh, uh, you know to the home team. Um, you get to sleep in your own bed, you know, eat your own food, and and uh, you know so you should have the the advantage. <clears throat> and I thought uh, you know we've done a good job of of uh, you know taking taking advantage of that advantage uh, lately. Hasn't always been the case. I thought we've been a good road team. It's kind of flip-flopped. I don't think we're a bad road team by any means, but, um, you know, it's important to uh, to uh, defend home ice. <clears throat> Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Connor, this game just kind of had that playoff intensity, nastiness, uh, chippiness both ways. And really, the emotion on the bear goal from him and, and the five of you on the ice really kind of seemed to illustrate that. And, and, and even your goal, it just... Did you sense that, that this was just maybe a, a little bit more of a, of a playoff-style uh, aggravation and intensity that, that we've seen all year? Yeah, I mean, when you've had a team that has, uh, has kind of stymied us the way they have all season long and, and to kind of break through and, and, and uh, you know, find a way to get that tying goal and, and, you know, go on to get a win, I think, uh, you know, that, that energy level, um, you know, kind of was a little bit of a release of frustration, I think, with excitement and, and uh, you know, everything all, all in between. So I think um, that was definitely a big goal by Bearsy. <clears throat> Can you talk about Ethan's game? You know, obviously he was huge for your team last year. You know, he said he got off to a slow start, and then he had the, the weird concussion sitting on the bench, and it was kind of battled back. But the last three weeks, his game has really come around, and, and tonight he was... He was heavily engaged. Just how much he means to your team moving forward now. You get a guy like that who plays that many minutes who can really help your squad. Yeah. I mean, Bearsy was massive for us last year and, and uh, you know, has kind of built his game all season long. And, and uh, you know, I thought tonight he was fantastic. I thought in Winnipeg he was really good as well, you know, making those, those middle plays, um, you know, kind of springing the forwards. Um, you know, and obviously his compete and his battle level defending is always, uh, you know, has never been in question. So, um, you know, it's 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 great to see him uh, chip in offensively. I know uh, it's always a part of it, but you know, for him, it's it's moving the puck and, and defending and um, you know being a, a, a big presence back there like he, he normally is. <clears throat> Final question, Jack Michael, six three, Chad. Connor, just a thought on the overall quality of the game and how much the fans would have enjoyed that one in particular because Montreal gave you a good game. It had physicality. It seemed to have everything. And, and that's my one question is, is just uh, the only thing lacking, I imagine, from a player's perspective was fans. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's some nights where you can definitely tell that there's no fans in the building. And, uh, and, and tonight was one of them. Um, you know, the game was so intense. Um, you know, there was so much... Uh, energy even in the building without fans um that you know i can only imagine what it w what it would have been like with uh you know some uh, some crazy edmontonians uh you know getting getting up for us so uh, it would have been special but um you know we're obviously missing them lots but uh you know we're trying to do our thing uh without them and we'll we'll see them soon here down the future well nonetheless a lot of crazy edmontonians and all over oil country enjoying this in their homes or wherever they were watching this evening mcdavid scores the game winner as the canadians can't hold on to that one nothing lead after two the oilers get four in the third to win at four one as we update the scoreboard for advantage trailer rentals with daily weekly monthly and rent to own options head to advantage trailer rentals.com the senators win in calgary four two the wild knock off the coyotes five two it's the sharks and the golden knights two two with about four minutes left in the third well that'd be cool if it went to overtime and Marlowe scored that's who we're cheering for right now. Lightning over the Hurricanes, 3-2 in overtime. Panthers beat the Blue Jackets, 4-2 in a shootout. Dallas getting by the Red Wings, 3-2. And the Predators win at home, 5-2 against Chicago. Okay, you're going to hear from Ethan Bear. We want someone to finish the play at 780-496-0063. Or if you just want to chat, we got time for you as well. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on 630 Chet. Edmonton, Pooley-Arvey behind the net to McDavid. to walk out, pass, Bear, scores! Ethan Bear! 
slot, and this game's tied at one. Yeah, that got a roll for the Oilers with 9-11 to go in the third. Cam Moon with the call, tying it up 1-1, and then the Oilers would add three more to knock off the Canadians 4-1. So Edmonton's record now 27-15-2 on the season. And if you update the standings here, so they are third in points in the North Division, one behind Winnipeg. The Oilers have a game in hand, so now the points percentage is slightly in Edmonton's favor, 636 to 633. So that's a pretty fun race. Toronto still with the inside track to finish first, but we'll see how it goes down the stretch. And for Ethan Bear, man, oh, man a stretch of 48 games that he has played in. That's how they do the goal drought when they mm -hmm. keep the stats for the NHL. But February 6th of 2020 was the last time he scored. And it's a long time since you put your hands up to celebrate your own goal. I mean, it's over a, a calendar year. Uh, players, as confident as they are in their abilities, they also uh, do read newspapers and listen to the radio and listen to the TV and I'm sure he's heard the the cat calls and the, and the people saying that he's not the player that he was last year what's wrong with Ethan Bear he's been getting better each and every game the coaching staff is showing more and more trust in him with how much they're playing him and for him to score not only a goal but a big goal at a big moment uh, is huge for for the confidence of a young player uh, He's the Oilers need him to be where he was at last year if they want to make some noise in the playoffs and and he's darn close to that now and that was an important goal and you can just see the emotion it, you, sometimes you forget people think these guys they're robots this is their job they're supposed to do it uh, you saw the raw emotion and the excitement and how important that goal was to him and the team and the celebration with his teammates afterwards so look for that as a, just an, an extra confidence boost for him going forward. Yeah, and the, the the line mates knew it too. Oh, I mean, they, they did. They, yes, that was, that was fun. Well, that they knew they knew how important it was in this game because this was a this was an intense this game. This was a great game. It was a great game, and they knew that they were pushing and pushing, and they just needed that break, that bounce, and they got it. So they were celebrating the fact that they scored a big goal at a big moment, but they're also celebrating the fact that it was Ethan Bear that got it and what he's gone through this season. That was a big one for him. Trent from up north says this game has me amped up. Playoff atmosphere without fans. Credit to the Oil tonight. Huge goal for Bear. If I was coaching the Oilers, this would be a game I'd mark on the calendar, bring this emotion every game for a full 60, and I think we can handle whatever the league brings. Well, I like how Trent writes we can handle whatever the league brings because that's really when you get down to this time of year and then into the postseason, and they will be in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You don't know what kind of game it's going to be. But it's it's going to be difficult, right? But you, we talk about it all the time, and I know it's a cliche, but I think it does apply. You have to be able to win different ways. Mm -hmm. Can you have a one nothing lead in Winnipeg on Saturday night and shut down the Jets and extend it? They did it. Can you be down a goal in a very, very physical and sometimes nasty game and not go away during the second intermission can you come out and and ramp it up and and win yes now of course you don't win all the time but y you can take a, a you know a hefty punch from the other team and come back with a bigger one of your own there, there's teams in the league that they play one style of game and that's how they have to win and if they aren't able to play that style because of the way the team's playing against them then they find themselves on the wrong side most nights what we're seeing with the oilers now over the course of this year is they've become a team that can play a bunch of different styles and Connor McDavid talked about it after the game said hey we can play this way if you want to get physical we can be physical too uh, the Winnipeg Jets is a completely different kind of game it's it's not a physical game the Jets used to be big and strong and physical and they used to have you know Bufflin on the back end that would lead them that way and Myers they, they were a big team they don't play they're a more skilled team now the Montreal Canadiens are, are not what you call a skilled team they don't they can't trade chances with you they don't have the scores up front but they try to wear you down with physicality and the Oilers matched it and then exceeded the Canadians in the physicality as the game went on and the Oilers showed that they can win that way so in the playoffs each series you have to win four times against the team you're playing against and of those four there's probably going to be three different ways in those four games you're gonna have to win a one nothing game you're gonna have to win maybe a two or three overtime game you might have to win a five four game it just depending on the breaks, the bounces, and the goaltending. And the Oilers are showing right now their resiliency to be able to do that.
4-1 win tonight over the Canadians. We'll go to the Certainty Hotline to welcome Douglas to the show. Douglas, is it true you want to finish the play, my friend? Yeah, I would try. I mean, I love the, the new format here where I'm listening to the radio and if I can't see the TV, it's about a minute and 25 seconds behind so I can rush over and see who scored. Oh, wow. Okay. But, but I, I missed a couple goals, so yeah, I'll go for it. All right. Well, we'll we'll help you out tonight. Just for playing, we're going to give you a $50 sawmill gift card anyway, so that's pretty cool. What do you have Love for that. a little highlight here, Kellen? In over the line. He'll hammer it. He'll get it back. He'll shoot. Safe. Rebound. They're jamming it towards the net. Allen had it underneath him, and he'll wow. hold on. Okay. So a chance for Josh Archibald tonight, who right. had six hits in the game. What other oiler was credited with six hits tonight? Was it Zach Cassian or Miko Koskinen? I would say I have to go with Zach. You absolutely are right. I, I wanted you to get in the grand prize draw, Douglas. Stay on the line. All right. Okay? I will. That was a tough one. I was, I was I'm trying to keep, It was but, a pretty physical game. And I mean, I'm like, Koskin, I mean, he's a big man. Was he physical tonight <laughs> in the game? The only you know, guy who didn't get to play. Both Montreal goalies got to That play. is true. You're a good point by you. Uh, and Cassian with his six hits, easily, easily the best game that he has played uh, this season. That a was nice a, pass to Shore on the yeah, setup uh, in the third. That, yeah, that showed some hands there. It, it was, it was a, a game that he needed to have. Um, he showed up in a physical hockey game. These are playoff-style hockey games. That's where Cassian has to have his, bring his strengths and his strength were in uh, full display tonight. Douglas's name is going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to, Vision, to Visions Electronics. That's provided by PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. Carey Price, by the way, just checking what some Montreal media members have put out on Twitter. Hurt in the contact with Alex Chase on head and neck area, which is what you thought it was, Rob. That was uh, how much time was left? 7.59 left in the first period. Chase on in front of the net contacted Price as McDavid took a long wrist shot that went into the net. Obvious goaltender yeah. interference. He finished the first period unable to return for the second. Well, I said at the time that it was easily no goal, but it should have been a penalty on Jason. Um, he, he hit the goaltender. Uh, i shocked that the referees didn't see it, and I'm sure the Canadians aren't going to be happy with, with A, the fact that uh, he got away with no penalty, and B, that their goaltender is hurt and they've been talked that how price is starting to turn his season around and it's uh that's not good for the montreal canadians down the stretch here with if carrie price is out for any extended period of time i'm watching the end of the the vegas sharks game and there have been in this overtime five two-on-ones and three or four breakaways has marlo played a lot it, they're, they're, from where I'm sitting, the players are really little, and I can't tell what if number 12's been on the ice. Um, but it's unbelievable the amount of chances going both ways. This has been as entertaining as, as you can ever imagine in a three-on-three hockey game. All right, the Oilers beat the Canadians 4-1 to get their 27th victory of the season in their 43rd, pardon me, 44th game of the season 27 15 and 2 now is Edmonton's record you'll hear from Ethan Bear when we get back Heartland Ford overtime open line dump down nobody there for Montreal Yamamoto right corner he'll center it scores Devin Shore gets the empty netter to make it Edmonton. Four goals and 7.33 in the third period for the Oilers tonight. That one sealed the deal. Oilers over the Habs 4-1 in a shootout. Vegas beats San Jose 3-2. Patrick Marlowe did take the first shootout shot for the Sharks and he was stopped and now it's a handshake line for him as he has now played more games than anyone else in the regular season in the history of the NHL. Absolutely amazing. Good on him and as I said before before he's one of the classiest people I've ever met in the game and you like good things happening to good people good for him I mean an incredible record to beat so uh, a wonderful night for Patrick Merlot and his family 
Rob, we're going to get to Ethan Bear here in about a minute, but the Oilers and Canadians are going to play again on Wednesday. Can it be that physical again? Do you think that's the attitude both teams are going to have right from the face-off? Uh, I normally one team will start it and the other team will wade their, their way into it and say, all right, we're going to have to uh, to match this. Um, yeah, I, I think it can be. This was a little nasty. It, it all also depends on the way the ref, refs ref the game. Tonight they refed it like it was a playoff hockey game. They... Uh, called things I mean you needed it would need to be a scoring chance for them to take away or or uh, or to make the call and uh, they allowed pushing and shoving they allowed fists to come up they allowed some punches some cross checks they they allowed playoff hockey to be played and if the refs allow that again on uh, on Wednesday then you're going to see the same kind of hockey game that this is the way the Canadians have to play against the Edmonton Rose they can't trade chances with them they do not have the firepower up front All right, Oilers win at 4-1 tonight. Back into the Zoom room. He got a big goal. It's Ethan Bear. Uh, You know, it was huge. Uh, You know, everyone, uh, we really believed in ourselves. And, uh, you know, know, in this league, anybody can beat anybody. And, um, you know, we just wanted to push the pace and and get shots to the net and get guys going there. And, um, you know, as simple as it is, it's effective. And, um, you know, we had that. And, uh, you you know, and it showed we're all over them. It was obviously a physical game, especially at the start. Um, playoff style, but what, is that what it felt like from your perspective? Uh, absolutely. Like that's the that's the kind of hockey uh, we're gonna have down the stretch. Uh, everyone's uh, trying to push for the playoffs and and to make sure that they're ready. So when when playoff time comes, you just play. And uh, you know it's about building your game. And I think we're doing a good job of that. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. <laughs> Ethan, I know you pride yourself on being good defensively, but you're a pretty good offensive player as well. Uh, you know, your goal really opened the floodgates up. A big release of emotion for you. And, you know, Connor said maybe it's frustration for the whole team to finally get that goal. How much does it mean for you personally and then collectively as a team to, to get that goal against a team that kind of sniped you offensively this year? Oh, it, it felt amazing. Like, it's been a long time for me. And, um, you know, Connor kind of just laid it on a platter, and I just want to shoot as hard as I can. And, uh, you know, to... You know, to, to contribute and, you know, bring some energy and, you know, and to go to the bench again and, and see all the, the smiles on everyone's faces and everyone's fired up. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, that was a part of the game for me that I haven't felt in a long time. And, you know, it feels really good. Maybe what's lost tonight is, you know, despite the, the big four goal outburst in the, in the set, third period, it, you know, you guys controlled that game a lot, but we're trailing one nothing on, you know, kind of a fluke goal off the skate. But you didn't give up anything. You guys didn't start cheating to try to get offense. Uh, can you talk just about the last two months collectively, how your team is starting to get better, you know, maybe not forcing to try to get that goal and play the patient game and just keep working hard and finally get reward? Uh, I think that just shows... Uh you know our, our maturity level as a team you know we're working together and uh you know we've lost the, we've we've lost games too where we've you know we cheated and, and you know it's it's cost us games and um you know and we've we've learned from those lessons and, you know we've you know we've had some tough losses this year and it's really tested our character and i think um you know i think we're we're maturing as a group and to make those uh simple but hard plays and um you know that's going to be big for us down the stretch and in the playoffs Daniel Andrew Bowman, The Athletic. Uh, you've already talked about, or been asked about your, your goal and talked about your goal, but it seemed like you did a lot more on, on, on the ice tonight than just score. Where have you felt your game kind of come along here? I know you had the, the rough start with the injury and all that. But where, have you, where have you seen your game kind of grow and uh, evolve here over the last few weeks? Uh, you know, I, I'm, you know I, obviously I, I can tell I'm playing a lot better. Uh, but it's just, uh, you know, it's, it starts in, in practice and, and in the gym. You know, I'm working hard, and I'm really trying to push myself to, to do that extra work that you know that I would do last year. And then, uh, you know, once I do that extra work and practice and on, in the gym when I'm on the ice, I just play. I don't have anything to worry about, and I think that's what's helped me the most. And uh, the winning goal was, was quite something, eh? Uh, what did you see from, from Connor there? You've seen him do a lot of great things in the last couple of years here with the Oilers. Where does that kind of uh, stack up for, for uh, You know, that was huge. You know, there's a you know, whole sequence of events there. We, you know, we, you know, we held the line and uh, we didn't let him get in. And, you know, everyone came back as five and, you know, we had a good turnover. And then, you know, Connor just takes over and, and does his thing. And, you know, it, uh, that's what makes us dangerous. 
Eric Van Dies, Post Media. Hey, is that, uh, I know it, you know, with the with the concussion and everything, it, it was kind of a struggle there for a little while. But how did you maintain, you know, your confidence in yourself? Because you look like right now you're playing as as confident as you ever have, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just work. Uh, you know, I'm working on, on, on many things right now. Um, not just, uh, I guess that's not just in the gym too. I'm working on my mental strength, uh, um, you know, working with, with many people and, and just kind of, you know, trying to figure out, uh, trying to help myself mature as a player and, and, and grow. Uh, you know, that's that's one thing I, I kind of lost a little bit, you know, coming to the bubble is like growth mindset. And you know, now I'm back and, you know, it's uh, it feels good and it's fun again. And, you're, and you obviously have the confidence of your head coach. He's throwing you out there in some pretty big situations. How much does that help? Uh, I mean, it just uh, it helps for sure. You know, it's it's something that I, I you know I worked hard for last year, and, and you know, and I gained their trust. And you know, now that I got my legs back, my win back, and you know, and now it's just uh, about having fun. And knowing he trusts me, um, and you know, it's just my job to work hard and you know deliver. Terry Jones, Post Media. That, that game, uh, you know, considering uh, how physical it was, uh, what a playoff feel it had, uh, and everything involved, including the comeback in that, uh, makes a statement uh, to each other more than anything about uh, where this team is right now going forward. Absolutely, um, you know, it's, I think it's a huge statement. You know, we're, you know, it just shows that we're not going to give up. You know, and we believe in each other, and we're going to support each other, and. Um, you know, and, and, you know, teams that do that, you know, they tend to go far in the playoffs. And, um, and right now I think we've got a good group. we got a good dressing room. And uh, we've got everyone who's, who's dedicated and um, very motivated group. So, um, you know, that's fun to be a part of. Um, you know, and, and I'm not going to take it for granted. I'm going to work each hard for these guys. And I think everyone's going to do the same. That's Ethan Bear has a goal tonight. Connor McDavid has a goal and two assists as the Oilers beat the Montreal Canadiens 4-1. Get more on this one on globalnews.ca or 630ched.com. We've been coming to you from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Centre and we're going to be here again on Wednesday, 6 o'clock face-off show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.